He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. Good morning, folks. I'm happy to be here with you. Coming to you live from downtown Austin, Texas, or as we call it, the um, the People's Republic of Austin. And uh, I can just see the top of the pink dome with that beautiful lady sitting up on top of it right now. And uh, gray, misty day, a little muggy down here in Austin, but a great day to go in and uh, talk to your legislators, especially if they're in the House. Um, There have been no committee assignments made in the House yet, and that's going to be one of the topics today that we're going to be talking about. Um, and so this is an opportunity for you to uh, make appointments, get up here and uh, meet with your meet with your um, representatives. And so, yeah, that's what I'm up here doing today. Also, I'm going to be doing some training up here today. I'm working hand-in-hand with True Texas Project, and they're going to be doing regular trainings for citizen activists at the Capitol. And so today, uh, starting at 10 o'clock in uh, the up here, E1022 will be training session going on, and the first part of that session is going to be called How to Read a Bill, which is uh, sounds simple enough, and you'd think, well, why do I need to be taught how to read? Well, reading a bill is a whole different story, and there are tricks and ways to learn how to read a bill that you can get through it, uh, get the meat out of the bill and um, and know what your uh, know what the bill is about without having to understand every single word in the bill. Yes, it is true. So the second part of that training will be the part I'll be doing, and that will be how do you make cold calls at the Capitol? Um, and a cold call is just when you walk in an office with uh, well, if you're a salesperson, you know what a cold call is. A cold call is when you walk into a possible client that you've uh, never met before, you haven't made any contacts with them, and you just walk into the business and say, Hi, my name is Billy Joe, and I'm here to sell you product ABC. And uh, that's a cold call. And uh, successful salespeople know how to do that. They are trained, and they're really good at it. That's why they're successful salespeople. We need to use the same techniques when we're up here at the Capitol because we are selling something. We're selling conservatism. In many days, we're just flat out just trying to sell the Constitution. Say, you know, guys, did y'all forget about this? Or other days, we're trying to sell the Republican Party platform. We saw that in the last couple of sessions where so many people with an R by their name just weren't interested in the uh, Republican Party platform or the priorities. And so... We had to go in there and sell them the Republican priorities. And so how do you do that? There are some tricks to that, and uh, I am no genius at it, but my experience up here is worth something, worth more than uh, someone who's never been in the uh, walked in and done cold calls. And so that'll be my training going on. will be the second half of the True Texas Project um, 
uh, training for citizen advocates that's going on at the Capitol, and that's going to be a regular for True Texas Project. Now, they can't make it up here every week, but uh, when we uh, figure out what their schedule is and when uh, the committees are chosen in the House and they actually start taking uh, testimony and doing hearings, then uh, True Texas Project will have a regular schedule as to when they're going to be coming down here, and we will keep you lined up with their with their um, citizen training. Um, also, then, following that is another training that you at home, if you're not in Austin, you can participate in this, and it is about an hour-long video training done by... Uh, done by TX Values, by Texas Values, Mary Elizabeth Castle, uh, Jonathan uh, Covey, and Jonathan Science will be doing the real basics walkthrough, that that one-hour introduction of being an activist. And by the way, these are things I went to eight years ago when I didn't know what was going on up here. There was training going by different organizations, and so... That's where I got my start, and so it's a really good place to get just the basics. And um, so that is going to be going on at noon by video. Um, I'm, I had a hard time finding the link at TX Values um, for that. It may be at TX Values Action. However, if you receive the Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter, uh, which goes out every Monday, uh, there is a link in the copy that you um, received yesterday that will get you registered and give you all the Zoom or whatever call-in info you need to participate in that virtual training at noon. So that's the day. This Wednesday, We the People, Liberty in Action, are going to be doing their um, uh, monthly or whatever you want to, their regular um, what they call meetup, and that's going to be going on this Wednesday. This is the one that was scheduled for last Wednesday and uh, got canceled by Mara, um, Winter Storm Mara. And uh, so they're going to be meeting tonight. They're going to be at the Acapulco Restaurant, and uh, they're going to have candidates. Uh, Brandon Avery is going to be there. I'm pretty sure Brandon is running for school board. Uh, Roman Garcia, who is going to be running again for city council, and Barbara Duell Ferguson will be there as well. And my apologies for not knowing um, what office Miss um, Ferguson is running for, but those three three people will be there tonight as well as you'll be getting information from all the other activities that uh, Liberty in Action, We the People, Liberty in Action, is up to at the Capitol. And they come here regularly as well. And so you can get training from people like Terry Hall. Just walk the building with Terry Hall once, and you will learn so much. And, uh, in fact, I learned a lot from her. Um, This Thursday night, very, very excited. It's one of our biggest and most exciting meetings every year, the Fredericksburg Tea Party. And it's our annual Guns and Roses meeting We started this meeting in February Um, a number of years ago. We decided to make it the Guns N' Roses meeting because our meeting ended up landing on, I think it was either the day before Valentine's or Valentine's Day was our regular meeting, and we said, well, we got to do something to get people to our meeting. And uh, so we said, yeah, Guns N' Roses. Uh, Everybody loves guns and ladies love roses. And then we added some chocolate cake to it. So our speakers are going to be 
Wes Verdell with Gun Owners of America, a fellow by the name of Mr. Thornton, Slick Thornton, who is going to, is part of Paraclete. Um, and they are a consulting organization that um, does security, church security, school security, things like that. And then a special guest star is the Barefoot Defender. The Barefoot Defender, this is the fellow who went into the Baptist church um, a couple of years ago and was able to stop to stop a shooting at this uh, Baptist church. And um, he was a good guy with a gun. And we are told that there's no such thing as good guys with guns. Well, uh, Mr. Willoughby is, Willoughby is uh, one of those good guys uh, with a gun, and he is going to be part of our panel discussion uh, to wrap up Thursday night's meeting. So the meeting takes place at St. Joseph's Hall. We serve dinner at 6 o'clock for a suggested donation of about $7. And, man, it is good catering. Um, uh, Rex Williams does amazing amazing meal we're not talking rubber chicken here folks we're talking real food and uh, we serve at six o'clock and then we start the meeting promptly at six thirty, and we wrap it up with respect to everyone's schedules we wrap it up at eight o'clock i mean we just uh we call it at eight so that's this thursday um folks um let's see i'm going to um, open up my ben franklin book and maybe find some words of wisdom randomly and i know what that word means because i am randomly um uh, i'm randomly picking a some words of wisdom from ben franklin and here's a good one they who have nothing to trouble them will be troubled at nothing yeah if if things don't bother you then you're gonna not be bothered by anything they who have nothing to trouble them will be troubled at nothing and actually, the more I read this, I think there may be several ways to interpret that. And that was uh, some of the wisdom and fun in Ben Franklin. So, folks, we're going to take a short break. And uh, when we get back, we're going to talk about uh, what's going on in the House with the House committee assignments. Y'all stay tuned. 100% text on July He's 100% Texan. <laughs> Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. Live from the Texas Legislature, here's Matt Log. There you go. All right, folks, uh, you are listening to your information station, the Hill Country Patriot where we try to keep you plugged in with uh, everything that's going on in the Hill Country. My job is to uh, get you up and uh, out of the house and down to doing something, whether you're just attending a, a um, city council meeting or a county commissioner's meeting or a school board meeting. The first step, and when I, I've been on the air almost four years now, and I remember going through the very, very first step of getting engaged was you got to find out when these people meet. I don't think your first step of getting engaged needs to be to fly to Washington, D.C. and knock on John Cornyn's door. Um, I think it needs to be you driving down the street or maybe even walking. You might live close enough to walk to 
your school board meeting or your city council meeting or your county commissioners meetings. But before you can go attend those meetings, you've got to know when they're happening. And so that is the very, very first thing I started talking about four years ago was get a uh, mark up, put on the calendar, mark uh, these are the days city council meets or school board, whichever, just pick one. Um, and then uh, just put a note on your refrigerator, and it doesn't, you don't, don't even have to make a commitment. Take it little baby steps. Just put a note on your refrigerator that says school board meeting on Monday night, and uh, then just leave it there and see what happens every time you open the fridge. And at some point you'll say, you know, I should probably go to that school board meeting. I've never been to a school board meeting. I don't know what they look like. Um, how things go, and so just going and attending and being there is step one. If you want to get engaged in Austin, that is also the very, very first step. you got to know when they meet. Well, they meet once every two years for 140 days. So um, you can uh, sit around for the next 100 and uh, I guess let me do a little bit of math here, uh, next 110 days. Um, I think we are, how many days into the session? I thought I had a note um, in front of me. But, uh, yeah, we started January 10th, and so we're, um, oh, here we go. We're 26 days into the session out of 140. So your time is already running out. Uh, Make that commitment. Come up to the Capitol this session, and if you don't feel like you don't want to testify or you don't want to do it, you're, oh, yeah, I don't speak publicly. I don't do this. I don't do that. That's fine. I know you eat, and so, and I know you probably like visiting with people. So show up here at the Capitol on a Tuesday. That's the best day to catch me. Now later in the session, I'm going to be coming up quite a bit more often. But at the beginning of the session, I'm up here on Tuesdays. And what we can do at the beginning of the session is just get you introductions, get you familiar with the building. It's not so crowded yet, and. And, um, and and do a little bit of uh, training on, uh, you know, what does a, a committee meeting look like? In fact, some of the folks that are here today for the first time, we're going to be going into a Senate hearing because the Senate has already started having hearings in their committees. Now, they cannot take any votes during the first 30 days in the committee, and so, but they can uh, do hearings and gather information. So... Is the, so, Mr. Long, that's the Senate. What's the House doing? Well, folks, the House hasn't even created their uh, committee assignments yet. We're 26 days into the committee assignments, um, and that was yesterday. So we're on the 27th day into the session, and we have no committee assignments yet. So you might say, well, how has that always been in the past? Well, if you look back Two, the one, two, three, four, the last five sessions, so that would be going back about 12 years, 10 years, 12 years, um, you would see that the latest ever was February 9th, and that was in 2017. So uh, we're getting close to that uh, deadline. Today is the 7th. So right now we're the second latest. Um, if he comes out, if Dade Phelan comes out with his committee assignments, by the end of this week, then he will be on par with uh, Joe Strauss as having um, created committees at the latest you could possibly create them. And, uh, yeah, it was Strauss with 31 days into the session. 
And uh, so that's where we're at. No committee assignments have been made. Now you may say, well, you know, they've got uh, they've got five times as many members to create the committees uh, that the Senate does. And you might say they have um, I, actually the um, number of committees, it's at least twice as many, if not three times as many committees that they have in the House than they do in the Senate. And so you could say, okay, it takes a lot of extra time. Well, let's be real honest about this. There is a lot of work they could have done in creating the coming up with a tentative list of committee assignments um, that Dave Phelan could have done even before the session started. It's almost like they wait until they punch in, and uh, then it's like, all right, now I'm going to sit down. Well, he good and well knows. I guarantee you, Dave Phelan knows pretty much every committee assignment, all the major, um, uh, the the uh, spokespeople, the chairpersons. He knows that. He knew that before the session started. And I'm sure he has some little scraps of paper or a notebook down there where he's going through and, and finalizing that. But at this point, you, you, you've got to get to work. Now, the, here's what we happen, here's what we hear every single year, folks, um, is they get off to the house, gets off to a late, late, late start, and then what do they do come uh, the end of May when the session starts wrapping up? They will say, we're running out of time, we don't have time, we can't get to this uh, bill or that bill or the other bill, and then they'll whine about needing more, more time. I have not heard anybody... Uh, recently make a big deal out of possibly going to a full-time Texas legislature. But, folks, you do not want that. I absolutely, if, if you, you're worried about what these guys can get away with in 140 days every two years, just imagine what they would do if they were up here full-time year-round every year. So the other example, they're going to use or um, or reason for not passing your bill or a Republican priority is they'll say we just we just ran out of time and and uh, we just you know we had so many things to do and 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 you, you can't do all of it and we're only here 140 days and so they will also use this not enough time excuse if your bill or a priority a Republican priority bill does not get through. So, Dave Phelan needs to make his committee assignments. Um, I am checking his website. Uh, I was about to say more than once a day, but it's not. I'm checking it uh, in the evening just once going over to uh, the Speaker of the House's website. Now, those of you who took my training before, who've done the training uh, on TLO, and we had two really great classes in the Hill Country, then you know to go to capital.texas.org. GOV, and over there on that left-hand column, House is at the top, and uh, there is a tab that says Speaker of the House, and if you go to that tab, it will take you directly to the Speaker's own website, uh, his own page, and not only that, there you will find, uh, there will be a, a, a column over on the right with tabs, and one of them says committee assignments and so that is where you would go check to see if there are committee assignments you know i'm on a bunch of mailing lists here at the capitol i'm on the mailing list for the secretary of state 
um, uh, for the Attorney General. Um, anytime the Attorney General has something that's uh, happening or he wants to get out, I get an email from there. I'm also on the governor's email list. I'm not sure if Dave Phelan has an email list, um, but uh, maybe I'll find out about that today. But we need to take a short break about right now, and we're going to come back in with Pastor Greg here in about two minutes. So y'all stay tuned, and we're going to be right back. He doesn't just complain into a microphone. Blah, 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 blah. He's president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. Live from the Texas Legislature, here's Matt Law. All right, folks, we are about to join Pastor Greg with his uh, nationwide program. It's our 20 minutes a week where we get to share our message with the rest of the country. Good morning, Pastor Greg. Good morning, Matt Long. It is so great to be with you and the Hill Country Patriot Radio uh, here on Children Generation Radio, and uh, great to be joining you and our and our national audience with you, man. You are uh, you're in you're in Austin today, huh? Yes, I had to put on my tie dye T shirt to blend blend in with all the old smelly hippies down here in Austin, um, but um, I'll cover it up with a sports uh, jacket when I go into the Capitol here in a minute. So so what's happening in Austin today? What are they doing? Well, we are waiting for the House to create committees, and so we're all on standby the 27th day into our session. And for your national listeners, our Texas legislature, thank you, God, only meets once every two years for 140 days. Many of us believe that is too often and too long, but... Uh, We'll deal with that. And uh, the Senate is already starting to have hearings, and so there is a finance committee hearing going on today. I'm going to go sit in, and uh, I'm also going to be training some uh, uh, some activists up here today. There's a couple of training classes going on, and I'm helping with one of them. And uh, so that is what's happening up here today. The action will probably start um, in 20 days or so. The action will really heat up here in Austin so right now we're just doing preliminary stuff. We're meeting people, making, creating relationships in offices, and uh, so that's what we're up here uh, up to today. You know, the people don't understand the process here too, and, and I know that we've talked about this in the past about kind of some of the frustration too. You've got 140 days. You're going to use probably 50 or 60 of those days. You are satisfied with your message. Press one to listen to your message. Press two to erase. Read okay. Press three. I have there no, you go. Great yeah, system. I, I, there you go. Better? You have reached uh, maximum no, we, time permitted for recording okay. your message. If you are satisfied with your message, press I'm one to listen to your message. Press you two to record. To send your message with normal delivery, press one to send okay. your on my end, I promise. Thank you. To Your message has been sent. Week. Goodbye. So, but, all right. She said goodbye. I think we're back. That, I think that's the vast left wing. I have no idea right? what. Yeah. That. I, I mean, I don't even know how. How could you be on two calls at the same time? But that's the wonder of uh, of strange technology. I don't know. Gremlins in the system, as you said. 
anyway, um, so so here we have this 140 days to get something done. They they basically, especially in the house, they'll they'll waste probably the first 50 or 60 days just kind of really putzing around. And really, what they're doing is is they're deciding what what good bills that we like that are that are grassroots conservative ideals that they're going to kill. Yeah, that's kind of a simple uh, look at it, but man, well, there's so much truth to that. It, that is, there is a lot of truth to what you say, Pastor Greg. And 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 they're figuring out, you know, what Democrat committee can they bury that bill in because they are they are still going forward, as I understand it, with their plan to even though we have a Republican majority in the House. We have a Republican majority in the Senate and supposedly a Republican governor. We're still going to end up with Democrats in chair positions. You know, when you think about reflecting on what's going on in Washington right now, right? We just had Elon Omar was, was sent packing. We had Schiff was sent packing. Swalwell was sent packing, which thank God I'm, I'm ecstatic to see what Kevin McCarthy is actually doing. He's actually doing something. Um, which is the exact opposite of what of what the felon that is in the position of Speaker of the House. Yes, I said felon. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, because it's a travesty of justice, quite frankly, to continue in the same vein as Joe Strauss did before him. And who was the guy in between? Bonin. Speaker Bonin for one term. Yeah. It's, it's 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 just it's it's absolutely more of the same, and to assume that none of these guys are taking walking orders from either Abbott or Patrick is is I think is is wrong, right? Um, and and and, it, and and quite frankly, folks, you know this is why we need we need bold people like Matt and others. Who are going to stand up? This is evil that 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 they're allowing to happen. Now, I'm I'm not going to give it. I'm not going to give the House an excuse. However, I will let our members know because I know there's some uh, Texans yelling at their radio right now. Uh, the Texas <laughs> Constitution does not allow the House uh, does not allow any votes on the floor until 60 days into the session. Now, why would they do a thing like that? My guess is that that was to keep from having a rushed bill on the third day when all the new people just got there to all of a sudden being on the floor having to vote on something. And, of course, everything has to come out of committee first. But um, And so I think this was designed and set up to... Um, allow everybody to get their feet on the ground to get the committees, the hearings. So we actually cannot take any serious action until 60 of the 140 days have passed. Um, I, but they can certainly do a whole lot of work in those first 60 days, mm-hmm. and it's up to the Speaker of the House as to the pace of that work, and uh, he just uh, they just drag it out. Well, and and again, it also goes back to the committee selections and the decisions that are made with regards to those committees. And, and, you know, if you give committees, I mean, the idea, and I had this, I I remember uh, 
the guy that was in there before uh, before Murr, uh, he and I sat and talked about this for a very, very, very long time. And yeah. his excuse was, well, you know, one of these days the Democrats are going to take back control of the House. Right. You know, all we need to do is look, let's, let's look at, at, at Washington, D.C., and what happened in the second half of President Trump's term and in the first half of Biden's term. But did we see any Republicans that were given, real Republicans, that were given any positions to do anything in the House of Representatives? No, they weren't. No. And, uh, and, and even, you know, and even um, Nancy Pelosi, when uh, she kicked off our two good people from the uh, J6 committee, which was a sham anyway, but we originally had two good Republicans on it because the tradition in D.C. had always been to allow the Republicans to put who they want to into the committees. Well, it wasn't a law, and so... Um, the uh, Nancy, the traitor, Nancy Pelosi says, folks, that was just a tradition. We can put anybody in there we want to. Well, guess what? In the Texas House, the idea of assigning Democrats to chair committees and making certain committees with uh, majority Democrats, that's not a law. That's not even a rule. That is a tradition. And I think maybe 10 or 15 years ago that that is a tradition that would have been respected by the Democrats back in those days. But our Republicans today in the Texas House refuse to recognize that the Democrats of today are not the Democrats of even 10 years ago. And the idea that somehow, if they were to take the Texas House next year, that they would be so kind as to give Republican chairs, I think is an absurd notion. I think maybe 10 years ago that would have been true. But at this point in time, the way our country is, that's an absurd motion, an absurd idea. And we need Republicans in the chairs of every single one of the committees in the Texas House. And this has been demanded by the Republican Party. And Republican majorities in every single one of those committees, by the way, as well, that will actually vote in accordance with the party's hard-fought policies and platform. You know, when I spoke with Harvey Hildebrand about this, you know, his, he said to me, he said, well, you know, uh, they, 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 gave, they gave him, him alone, one guy, one guy. They gave a, a, a committee co-chair position to when the Democrats were in charge under Ann Richards. One guy. That's it. Wow. So, so much for the tradition. I appreciate you finding that history because that, that was not history I was aware of. I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go back about 12 sessions now and do a little digging. Thank you for uh, prodding me on that. I would think that one of the one of the things that um, I know McCarthy is doing in uh, D.C. now is um, if he has uh, put Democrats um, in a chair position, he will. Oh, I take that back. This is not uh, this is not McCarthy. This is um, our lieutenant governor in the Senate. He has one Democrat chair, and he has 
has pretty good reasoning for that. However, in that committee is a majority of Republicans. And if you have a majority of in a committee, you can override the speaker through a number of different manners. And so mm-hmm. I, I have brought this up with other people uh, recently about, all right, what would a good compromise be able to have feeling go ahead and give some Democrats shares, but then make sure each one of those committees has the majority of Republicans. And I get kind of a mixed uh, reaction to that. Where would you, what, what would you, would that be a decent compromise to you? I'll be honest with you, Matt. I, I think that at this point, predicated on the actions and the behavior, let's not forget that last session, the Democrats piled into a plane and flew to Washington, D.C. in an effort to try to stop the ability of the House to be able to do its job. Yeah. And they and they and they they refused to come back until they got, you know, whatever it was they wanted. But that that is so. No, I don't think that there is any room for compromise. Certainly the Democrats sent the message last session they're not compromising nope. in any way, shape, or form. They want what they want, and if they don't get it, then they're going to, what, fly away and leave town and not do their jobs? I don't think so. No. Yeah. I, I think that the, that the reality check here needs to be, and, and, and I think that if the Republicans will actually do their jobs and actually take these kinds of firm stands, then you're going to see... The, the numbers of, of conservatives, Republicans, the, the, the red wave, if you will, will start to rise again. We're yep. in a battle right now, and a lot of people on, our, on, on what would be our side of the fence are saying, why should I vote? Why bother? Because right. I'm going to vote, and some idiot's going to go down there. I, look, I'm just going to say it the way it is. Some idiot's going to go down there. And not do what I've asked them to do, and not follow the party line, and not and not vote my values anyway. So why am I going to? Why am I even going to bother? What is the point? No, I'm going to get ready for the civil war that's coming. I'm going to mm. get ready for the succession of Texas. That mm. that that's that's where I'm at. I mean, I, I, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of people. There's a half a million people right now that we know of for sure that have signed a petition to defend that. Look, we're done. We're done. We're done. You want to you you partner with the devil and you want to drink at the devil's table? That's fine. But I'm having nothing to do with it. I'm ready to move on. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, I'm hearing a lot of people say that, um, around me that this is uh we're giving uh, the republicans in the house one more shot we're going to give them that uh what's the story about the vineyard where the guy wanted to uproot the the, the vines that weren't producing and and the 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 keeper came along and said look let's put some uh, fertilizer around there let's uh let's give it one more year and see what happens and i'm telling you it's sad to hear but I'm hearing a lot of people saying, uh, as far as the Texas Republicans go, if they don't get if they don't get it in gear this year, they're saying the same thing. Why even bother with our Texas election of, of House members 
if they're not going to make a difference. And that's a scary thing to hear. And I hope that the Republican Party, and more so the uh, the Speaker of the House and the leadership in the House, I hope they're hearing that message. Well, I, you know, I, I hope so, too. I really hope so, too, because... Um, you're, 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 you're forcing people into an option and, and Texans are, are great people and, and have a, have a, have a long fuse. But once that fuse reaches ignite point, right. It's game over. Yep. It is, it, it will be game over. And, and, and like you said, I think that right now, they're they're right there. They're right up against the ignite point, and they're saying, like you said, this is it. I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch and see what you're going to do. And you know, I'm just going to say, I don't think Dade Phelan's going to like the results if he doesn't get his act together. I agree. I agree. And um, Pastor Greg, always great to have you on here on Tuesdays, and Thanks, uh, just uh, our relationship goes back so many years and uh, just really appreciate our conversations on Tuesday but uh, we need to take off here and take a short break so and we're going to do the same right over here Matt thank you God bless you man I I I folks Matt Long is in my mind a hero he has sacrificed so much for the cause and I have been, we've been doing this fight together for almost 11 years. He was coming on my show long before he started doing his own. He and I used to, used to go do this together in, in the living room of, of, of the Malones, Doyle and, and Lee, God rest her soul. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we've been fighting this fight for many, many, many years. The truth in Texas textbooks, Roy White and all of that, that was birthed out of our meeting. Yes, it was. That was birthed out of our meeting. There are so many things that were birthed out of the things that we've done and that Matt's been involved in. And if I hadn't been in that accident five years ago, brother, you know I'd be down there in Austin right now kicking butt and taking names. But uh, but I'm with you 100%, and I hope that everyone listening is supporting Matt and loving on him and appreciating him because, man, this guy deserves it. So God bless you all. Thanks, Pastor Greg. Folks, we're going to be right back. Protecting Texas for future generations. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. Matt Long, your man on the scene in Austin. Hi, folks. I am still uh, down in uh, the uh, People's uh, Republic of Austin and uh, sitting in the parking lot. By the way, if you're ever at the Capitol on a Tuesday morning, or like I said, later in this session, I may be here, here other days. But uh, if you want to just come sit in the truck with me. Oh, I'm sorry, the truck. I'm at my studio. It's a mobile studio. Um, it looks just like a, a small Ford pickup truck, but believe me, it is a mobile studio. And what I do on Tuesdays and other days that I'm doing my program from the Capitol is I park in the very last 
park in place at the top of the visitor's parking lot. So you pull into the visitor's parking lot and just drive in circles, make a whole lot of right turns till you get to the very top, and um, you will find me sitting in my truck doing this program, and uh, I have told a number of activists that are up here at the Capitol regularly, if they uh, see me sitting in the truck talking into my phone between 9 and 10 just to come on over, join me in the studio, and we can make you part of the conversation. So that's where I am right now, and as soon as this program's over, I will make my way over to the Rotunda. Now, the Rotunda is the, uh, well, Rotunda means round. It's that uh, round part in the middle of the Capitol that's right underneath the dome. And I will sit in the Rotunda from about 10.15 till about 10.30, just waiting and, uh, and seeing who all's going to be there if anybody wants to meet up with me. And um, that, so that is where you will find me at 10.15 on Tuesdays and other days when I continue to come up to the Capitol. Um, you know, I was just looking at uh, an article on the Texan about a bill filed by a, uh, by some Republicans that wants to bring uh, gambling uh, casinos uh, to the state of Texas. Now, Joe Strauss, when he was the Speaker of the House, that was a big push for his. Now, let me remind you that in the platform of the Republican Party of Texas for many, many years has been this idea of that the Republicans do not want legalized gambling in the state of Texas. And yet, for the last five sessions, we have had a speaker. Uh, three of those were um, uh, Speaker Strauss, one was Speaker Bonin, and now we have Speaker Phelan going into his second session as speaker. Every single one of them has pushed and wanted to get legalized gambling into the state of Texas. Just another one of those bizarro things about having an R by your name but not paying attention to the Republican Party platform. Now, the uh, on Friday, we had a discussion about um, righteousness exalteth a nation. And there's was this discussion uh, in my head, a discussion going on about how do we, um, as a nation, pass righteous laws or, with our government, ensure righteousness? Well, first of all, you can't do that, because that's the decision that every single individual has to make. And I gave the example of murder. Murder has been, <laughs> murder has been against the law since, um, since the, the, the stone tablets. That, uh, in fact, it was on both copies of the tablets that um, Moses brought down off the mountain. Remember, he broke that first set, so he had to go up and get another set of tablets. Um, and um, it was on both of them. Not only that, the other oldest written records that we actually have in existence, uh, the Code of Hammurabi, um, is that those are laws written in stone, believe it or not, a big large column of stone that had the laws of, that Hammurabi had um, enacted, and among those, believe it or not, was murder. Um, and, and so that is one of those things that is against the law, has been against the law, even, even if we didn't have a law against murder. Wouldn't it make 
sense to you and I that to take another's life is wrong. So passing laws or legislation does not guarantee righteousness. So when it comes to gambling, Christians would say, and they could probably point to a lot of scriptures that, uh, you know, say gambling is wrong, gambling is bad, we shouldn't gamble, and, and therefore we should have law against gambling. I, it, I, I, agree, I, I have been on the fence on gambling. And here, let me tell you why. Because I don't gamble. I, I just don't. I've never, I, I've been to Vegas one time. All right, one time, and you want to think, I, I'll tell you how funny this was. So I gathered up all my coins, and those of you who go to Vegas are already laughing at me. So you know how we all have little baskets of coins and stuff like that. So, man, I was fastidiously gathering up all my quarters, and I had a big old bag of quarters, and I was going to go to Vegas, and I'm going to run through that bag of quarters. That, that, was, that was my gambling money, right? And uh, so I get to Vegas, I uh, proudly bring my bag of quarters into uh, the casino we were staying at, and they looked at me like I had two heads. Not only did they, not only would the cashier, the cashier's window, you know, they wouldn't take them there. And I said, well, what do I do with them? They didn't even know what to do. One of the people said, well, there, if you go down to, and I don't even know Vegas that well, but I guess there's a part of Vegas where you can still put quarters uh, in the machines. Um, and, uh, but I don't even know if that's true today. So that's how much I like to gamble. So I, I don't care. And honestly, if we have legalized gambling in the state of Texas, personally, it won't make a difference to me because I'm not going to go gamble, because that's just in me. And I don't, even think it's, I don't even think it's a religious stand that I'm taking. It's a stand I'm taking because I've never really thought I had enough money to gamble a quarter away. I mean, seriously. Um, I've, I've li- I've, you know, I don't live uh, in a cardboard house or anything. We, we live fairly well and eat good meals, and, and, uh, but it, it just... To me, gambling was, well, if I've got money just to chuck out the window driving down the road, then to me that's the same as gambling. And so I'm not going to gamble. And I, I don't have a problem if they want to bring gambling to Texas except for the fact that the Republicans have very clearly spoken out over the years and overwhelmingly have said, we don't want gambling in the state of Texas. And yet, here we have Republicans trying to get that in. Joe Strauss's family owns casinos in Louisiana. I need to say that again. Joe Strauss's family owns casinos. Um, when Joe Strauss's, uh was in power, there was a joke about the fact that uh, his uh, uh, family casinos had uh, U-Hauls right at the border, ready to bring equipment into Texas, um, which, of course, would have made uh, Dade Phelan and his family quite wealthy because we know the House always wins. And so there was, this is the history of this. And uh, when you have people like Bonin, who was brought up in the shadow of uh, Strauss and trained up by Strauss, and then the same thing with Dade Phelan, 
then this is what they're going to be pushing. And once again, here we go with legalized gambling in the state of Texas. That is not going to be the burr under my saddle. But it is, is, if this is the burr under your saddle, and you hadn't had a burr under your saddle yet, and this one makes you go, wait a minute, what? Gambling? Uh-uh, no, wait, then here's your opportunity. Let's get you up to the Capitol. Let's get you trained. Let's figure out how you can be engaged in the process. Folks, y'all stay tuned for Lorraine, and uh, I will be back in the studio tomorrow.